Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, welcome to Sports Day. Peter Vlahos with you live from off the stadium ahead of the BBL match between the Scorchers and also the Sydney Thunder. Looking forward to being joined in the commentary box with Brad Hogg and Mitch Marsh. But first, let's go to Sydney on a frustrating day. Australia ended day one at two for 147 after winning the toss and electing to bat rain intervene. Uh, he's a very busy man. We've got him for a short period of time. It's Barat Sandarace and the SEN Cricket Commentators. Barat, thanks for your time. No worries at all, Peter. Yeah, I, I, I am sorry. I, I'm just heading for dinner, but uh, that's all right, Barat. Exactly You're a man. You, you was, can explain yeah. everything in a short period of time. Frustration <laughs> would have been the, one of the major words used today. Oh, absolutely, and uh, it wasn't like see the downpour was expected. It is a Sydney Test after all, Peter. So you always expect there to be rain. But uh, I think a couple of times where uh, play was called off for bad light. Uh, kind of, you know, summed up where uh, cricket can be that annoying sport where you think that everything's set up nicely uh, and you know you're going to lose a lot of play anyway because of rain, uh, but then you unfortunately can't continue because the umpires have deemed it to be uh, a bit too dark. And, and, and yeah, it was one of those uh, up and down days. Whenever you thought the game would pick up, you know, you taken off, or players were taken off the field. Mm. Only 47 overs were bowled. But before the game, the big story is Matt Renshaw, who was recalled to the test team for the first time since 2018 and tested positive for COVID, but he's been allowed to play on. What's the latest with Matt Renshaw? I know, bizarre scenes, uh, because uh, as we know now, uh, he was fine. He, I, I did see him in the nets this morning. He did his warm-ups with the rest of the batting group. Uh, and then, of course, at the toss, uh, he is announced in the playing 11 as big test recall. Uh, and then, you know, he just complains to the team doctor about having some hay fever. One RAT test or uh, later, uh, he has COVID. And uh, as we saw, he was uh, sent to detention. It felt like he was uh, isolated from the rest of the team. Uh, but he seemed okay. He had a big smile on his face. He was walking around. I saw uh, uh, the ground even later in the day. So uh, at the moment, he should be fine to continue. Uh, hopefully, you know, his symptoms don't uh, deteriorate from uh, this point on. And uh, he is available to, uh, you know, have a bat tomorrow at some point. Okay, so he will be able to bat because there will be some distance between he and certainly the other players uh, that will be on the field. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, according to the rule change uh, a few months ago, uh, you can continue playing um, uh, the match even if you have tested positive. But, of course, you have to uh, you won't be part of the dressing room. You won't be in the dressing room. And, of course, nobody's yeah. going to be giving you high fives uh, if a wicket has fallen. Tell us about the batting today. It was mainly highlighted by Usman Khawaja, who's still there, 54, not out. But Manus Labashain lost his wicket just prior to stumps. And from all reports, in somewhat controversial circumstances, and he would have been a frustrated batsman because there was a century there for the beckoning. 
Oh, very much so. He batted beautifully, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it wasn't an easy pitch to start on. It was a little tacky, uh, as it was expected to be. Uh, but he really found some wonderful rhythm in the middle session, scored very quickly, uh, and looked well on his way to 100. And then the whole controversial catch uh, uh, issue happens where South Africa think they've uh, you know hung on to a catch safely or cleanly uh, uh, in the slips, but uh, Manas isn't convinced. And after what felt like 170 replays, uh, the third umpire, uh, you know, rules it not out. Uh, the South Africans aren't happy, but uh, Manas is very happy to continue. And then the break for bad light. He comes back for what was just about a 15-20 minute period. He gets out of the uh, to a snorter from Andrik Nokia. He walks off, Steve Smith walks in, and the umpires say bad light again. So he would have been very annoyed. If only it had happened a ball earlier and he was still out there and well within reach of what was a deserved 100 couple of final questions. Ashton Agar gets his opportunity, almost a forgotten man of Test cricket. Uh, he's back, and no doubt he'll play a very important part for Australia, particularly possibly on day four and five. Uh, yeah, it's not often that uh, you make a Test recall, uh, especially a player who debuted before the chief selector who's brought him back uh, you know, uh, gets gets to get, gets a second go at test cricket like Ashton Agar is because he played test cricket before George Bailey did. Uh, and his numbers aren't great in first-class cricket, but clearly he's been identified as the second spinner that Australia want to bank on, even for that India tour. Um, so really looking forward to seeing how... Uh, he goes when he gets his turn uh, because there is there is some assistance for the spinners already. We saw Simon Hammer bowl well for South Africa. So uh, Nathan Lyon will be very happy to have support at the other end. And finally, the forecast for tomorrow isn't uh, promising as well. They're expecting somewhere between 2 and 15 mils of rain. It might almost be a bit of a replica of today. Uh, Australia, 2 for 147. We are fairly satisfied. I gather South Africa's onus will be to try and snare some quick wickets on what is, as you mentioned, a fairly tacky wicket. Oh, very much so. And, yeah, the forecast doesn't look very good for tomorrow. Uh, it looks worse than what it was today. So I don't know how much cricket we'll get, uh, but whatever cricket we get, South Africa will, like you said, they will, they will need wickets. Because already on a pitch which is beginning to show signs of... Uh, uh, you know, breaking up. Australia have got enough, not enough runs, but a decent number of runs. And with Steve Smith and, and an extended batting lineup as well, Ashton Agar batting at eight, uh, you'd think uh, even if they get 200 runs more from here, they are well ahead or well in uh, front of this game. So if South Africa don't take early wickets, wherever play starts tomorrow, uh, they could be playing catch up once more. Good on you, Barat. Thanks for joining us and giving us a nice snapshot on day one of the third and final test between Australia and South Africa. We'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Anytime. Have a great evening and Happy New Year. Yeah, thank you very much, Brad, and to you and the SCN Cricket Commentary team. Yes, the forecast for Sydney tomorrow, by the way, is showers easing, expecting 2 to 15 mils. But the saving grace is that most likely a lot of that rain activity will be in the early morning, and there may be a chance of a thunderstorm in the morning as well. So you think predominantly uh, from when play gets underway, 
uh, particularly during the afternoon, that it should be all right pending any bad light. So hopefully we get a bit more than that. What they got today, only 47 overs were bowled today. Just in the NBL, the Perth Wildcats, if you are unaware, because this time of the year you can be excused for thinking that you may have missed something with so much activity happening around the festive season. The Wildcats were down in the land of the long white cloud. They took on the New Zealand Breakers and unfortunately were beaten 97 to 94. 97 to 94. And then they return home and they've got a game at the RAC Arena on January the 10th. Of course, they can't get on the RAC Arena at the moment because we've got the United Cup. And by the way, we'll bring you up to date with that because the final, the Perth final is underway currently between Greece and Croatia. Croatia took the women's singles. Stefanov Tsitsipas uh, took the men's singles for Greece in three sets. So it sits at one rubber apiece. We'll bring you up to date on how the United Cup is going uh, during the course of Sports Day. Also joining us very shortly here in the Toolkit Depot studios at Optus Stadium is Cameron Green, the $3 million man, as we've mentioned, picked up in the IPL. But also I'll talk to him about his Boxing Day experience. Of course, made a half century and then took five for 27. Uh, his first five-wicket haul after 18 test matches in test cricket. We'll also find out how that fracture on his right index finger is coming on. So Cameron Green is going to join us here in the commentary position very shortly here on Sports Day, where it's 21 past five. You're with Peter Vlahos. And the other big story, and I mentioned it yesterday, regarding the NFL star Damar Hamlin, who collapsed. Uh, now, Dr. Chris Labos, who's a, a man that is right across this in the NFL, has explained the situation and where Damar currently sits, or Danmar, uh, Damar, I should say, currently sits after, of course, collapsing on the NFL field uh, just over 24 hours ago. Here he is. But when you have a young, otherwise healthy player who collapses with no heartbeat because of a blow to the chest, there's really one diagnosis that comes to mind, and this is the presumption, is that he suffered what's called commotio cordis. And it is essentially that. It is when you get a blow to the chest of sufficient velocity, sufficient speed, sufficient power, and at the exact right moment in the cardiac cycle that it can trigger an arrhythmia because when someone collapses and has no heartbeat it is usually because there's an arrhythmia that makes it that the heart is not beating and when your heart is not beating you have no blood flow to your organs you have no pulse you have no blood pressure that's why people collapse and if his heart rhythm was able to be reset with the defibrillator that the paramedics had used then that just you know further confirms that that's exactly what happened i mean this is a, a, it's a shocking thing to witness it's a shocking thing when it happens and it is exceedingly rare because the window of time in which your heart is vulnerable to this type of trauma is actually measured in milliseconds i mean there's a lot of football there's a lot of baseball there are a lot of competitive and contact sports that are played in the u.s and canada and around the world every year and we don't see commotional quarters very often since the U.S. registry for this disease was uh, put in place in the early 90s. There's been, you know, under 300 cases over the past 30 or some years. So this is not a, a common condition. Its rarity is, is sort of dictated by the fact that basically a number of things have to go wrong. You have to have the right blow in the right place at the right time. And it's just incredible bad luck that it, that it happened to, uh, to Hamlin. Yeah, so there you go. That's uh, Dr. Chris Labos just explaining exactly 
what transpired. Very interesting indeed. Of course, uh, he made a routine tackle on the Bengal star T Higgins with the two appearing to clash helmets in the hit. And the 24-year-old got back to his feet momentarily before stumbling and falling, falling flat on his back on the turf. So uh, that's the latest, and we're hoping, no doubt, for a speedy recovery with no long-term effects there for Damar Hamlin. We're going to take a break. As I said, Cameron Green's going to join us in just a while here in the Toolkit Depot studio here at Optus Stadium. You can hear the music in the background. The Perth Scorchers are just below us getting ready for their top-of-the-table clash against the Sydney Thunder. The Thunder just playing with a soccer ball just to my right. And we're expecting a, a bumper crowd on what's going to be a balmy night here at Optus Stadium. So uh, Big Bash Nation from 6 o'clock tonight around the SEN network. But this is Sports Day. It's all thanks to Kia and the seven-seat Kia Sorento Large SUV. You're with Peter Vlahos. Back with more in a moment. It's 25 past five.